Happy New Year, Red Sea. Feliz Año Nuevo a, a todo el Bird Game. Welcome to another episode of the Morning Scramble. I'm your host, Felipe Corral Jr., joined by Jody Jackson, Craig Grillo, and Rolando Cantu. Guys, man, it, it feels good because it's been a minute, right? I'm not going to front. I'm not going to lie. It's been a good three weeks since we had a victory Monday here on the Morning Scramble. The Cardinals taking care of business on the road, getting their eighth victory on the road of the season getting that 25 to 22 victory over the Dallas Cowboys in week 17. Kingsbury becoming only the second coach in Arizona Cardinals history to get 11 wins in the season. Guys, how are we feeling today? Rolando, let's start with you. I see you got your coffee, you got your oatmeal. You were a little bit mad with me yesterday because I took tamales to A little our... bit? <laughs> yeah, no, he was... Hey, I'm downplaying it a little bit, Craig. Hey, that's Craig. Why are you why are you egging him on? Good morning, everyone. Uh yesterday Felipe took the best tamales. Every year he makes he just brings one, he brings food one time, Jody and and Craig. One time a year. (laughs) This man, I I understand he doesn't cook. He's he's single, you know, he lives by himself. I understand he's not in the turn on the pit or 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 the stove, right? But his mom prepares the best tamales. Biscorral, saludos. Makes the best tamales, and every year she sends to the Spanish broadcast team. She sends a couple of dozens, right? Yesterday, Felipe came in with one of these uh, nice little steaming trays. They were freshly made. They cooked them in the morning, <laughs> and obviously, well, we didn't even, you know, we didn't even eat at at, at uh, State Farm Stadium, so we ate tamales, right? So I go off after our, our post game show to do a hit real quick on the Sunday night, and then come back, obviously, and the tamales were gone, Jody. So no. somebody looked at the tamales and it was Felipe because he was already hey. no, 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 wait, Jody, he already had some the though. That's the point. He had some tamales <laughs> before the game. So after Felipe, the game, he's doing he's busy problem. doing you his thing. Take, you don't take the food, you don't take the food back, man. You have you have to make sure Yeah, you that's share. a penalty on Felipe right there. You know, so Jody, today, you know what this so sounds like here? I only this sounds to- like this Black sounds like Bobby. Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys players complaining about yesterday's loss. Ooh, good call. I don't, the I, don't have, I don't have tamales to show you because Felipe has them at his place. So, uh, so Felipe, that's you, why he you brought the tamales, so you you can't have any until you know everyone else got them. They, no, like, everyone hey, else had some. But Jody, <laughs> our Jody, producer had some, Rolando had some. Two hour, three hours because I'm in uh, one hour and then I'm two with, with the Spanish broadcasting. I mean, how can I eat Five tamales in between breaks. It's impossible. So you wait for after, right? So after my hit, you know, Felipe was already on the way up making IG stories, you know, calling <laughs> out. Uh, but okay. I'm sorry. I get it. It's a new year. Let's save the tamales. But those are the, I wouldn't fight tamales, Jody and Craig and Bird Gang, if they weren't good, if they were dry. But these are the best tamales. And and hopefully, I still, I, I, I called them and I sent them a text. Put a Ziploc back together, put four tamales for me, <laughs> and I'll be in the office today, later today. But hopefully he gets them there to my office. We'll my 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 apologies, Rolando. I should actually bring Craig and Jody some next time. But before we move on, yes. we've it's, it's been a while since we heard Kingsbury give out some game balls, right? It's always refreshing to hear him give his victory speech after such an impressive victory right on the road, getting a franchise record, eight road wins for the Arizona Cardinals. But there's some specific game balls that you know there are little details in the game that had immense productivity uh, on the field so let's hear from Kingsbury and you'll be surprised by some of these game balls hey listen listen when we don't beat ourselves we're hard to beat everybody understand that that's what we did get back right enjoy that we get back we go to work right we go to work 
We get hot rolling in the playoffs. That's what this is about. Yes, we get hot rolling in, all right? Banjo and Ward on the fake punt. Ward, that's the best catch I've ever seen. Great job. And then uh, coming back to Texas, my man Tweezy, two touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, number nine, Isaiah Simmons, 10 tackles, one force from yeah. Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. Melvin Beecham hadn't played left tackle in like three years, man. Showed up, blocked yeah. his arm, yeah. shut him down. Yeah. Yeah. All right, last but not least, I think he's now 11-0 in Jerry's world. Number one, had two touchdowns, 270 passing, 50 rushing, K1. Great K1. job. Hey, y'all get a break. Enjoy it. Yeah. When we get back, it's on. All right, we get back, it's on. Family on three. One, two, three, family. All right, y'all, let me put something in perspective before we get into your guys' analysis, some of the best analysis, obviously, from you guys. But... I just want to put it into perspective real quick. They were without DJ Humphreys. They were without James Conner, Rondo Moore, Marcus Golden, Devon Kennard, obviously, uh, Marco Wilson, Hopkins, Watt due to injury, Robert Alford due to injury as well. A lot of key guys were missing on both sides of the ball. And Craig, what an impressive victory. In my opinion, the most impressive road victory for the Arizona Cardinals this season. What would you make of it? Well, don't forget Jordan Phillips out as well. For me, it was the most impressive defensive performance of the season. And listening to Kingsbury postgame in the locker room, I think, Felipe, you keep better track of this than I do, but I think this is the first time that a offensive lineman has received a game ball. And Kelvin Beachin moving from right tackle to left tackle. It sounds simple enough, but Rolando, I know you can add to this, but the fact that he has been predominantly a left tackle his entire career before joining the Arizona Cardinals, and the only reason he is playing right tackle is because of Sean Kugler. If it was any other offensive line coach or any other team, really, I don't think Calvin Beecham is playing right tackle, but he stepped up. Josh Jones, after an early struggle, I think, held his own at right tackle. But you're right. In the absence of, what, it was like a half dozen or more starters and uh, regulars, a lot of players stepped up, and a lot of them were um, recognized post-game by the head coach. Jody, uh, I just want to point out real quick, Jody. Ezekiel Elliott, I believe, if my math is right, <laughs> I don't think he had a rushing yard in the second half. Craig, I know you're you're big on stats and everything. So if I'm wrong, please correct me. But Ezekiel Elliott was nowhere to be found in that second half. Just to your point, Craig, that it was one of the most impressive defensive performances by the Arizona Cardinals. But Jody, the Stars played like Stars, man. It was a pre-buy type of performance by the Arizona Cardinals. They stuck to the run game. They stuck to the vertical game. This defense was stellar through three quarters. You know, they fell off a little bit in the fourth quarter. But what you make of, of just the performance from key guys like the Kyler Marys, the Chandler Jones, the Buda Breakers of the world? Oh, it was fantastic. And, and Felipe, you asked me last week, you know, who does it really have to be on the shoulders of, you know, this game? And it was Kyler Murray. And he had a great feel for the game. Um, I love the fact that he run, he ran the ball. Obviously, that final four minutes and 42 seconds that the Cardinals were able to possess the ball and end the game there. You know, Kyler uh, ran for 15 on second and 10. That was a really big play. 
in that sequence. Um, of course, we'll get into a little bit of the, you know, I think there was some flat out out coaching, out coaching the Cowboys, this Cardinal staff from Vance Joseph to Cliff Kingsbury to Jeff Rogers, um, special teams I'm going to talk about a little bit later on. And, you know, again, Vance Joseph going up against this number one offense. You're right, Felipe. They got the lead, which was key. They held down the Cowboys running game, 45 yards total on the ground. If anyone had predicted that going into this one, I think you would said, okay, that person is a little bit out of their mind, just 45 yards on the ground for that combo of Elliott and Pollard. And, you know, uh, Dak, he did flash near the end and, and we thought that he would, he did end up having three touchdowns in this game, but um, yeah, Felipe, this was great because the Cardinals led by Kyler Murray, you're right. Stars played like stars, but role players played their part as well. Dennis Gardek got me kind of um, excited on Friday, just hearing him talk about his chance and his role. And let's face it, you know, everyone looks to the stars, but in the NFL, that roster and that depth is so important. And on any given Sunday, everyone can make a difference. And I think this Cardinal team, just credit to everyone, especially the guys on the line that stepped up, guys that played different roles and uh, it was a true team effort, Felipe. That was what was most um, terrific to see in this game. And Rolando Craig set it up for you, right? Kevin Beecham moving from right tackle to left tackle. Just, I was impressed by his sacrifice, right? I was talking to Jordan Hicks a couple of weeks ago and I asked him, you know, what's been the difference between last year and this, and this year? And he talked a lot about leadership. And I think... And yesterday's victory, you saw a lot of a lot of leadership out on that field. And it all started with guys making sacrifices, you know, playing different positions and whatnot. What did you make of Kelvin Beecham's performance from right tackle to left tackle? Well, let me start with this. Not everybody can play the left tackle position. It's a very unique position from the get-go, though your stance. Uh, you know, if you're primarily focused on, on putting your right hand down, it, it's different, right? So for me to see a veteran just kind of flop, go Riverside and just pick it up for when when he used to play with the Jets it is incredible because, you know, the past you were going against a, an elite pass rushing unit. I mean, you had Gregory, you had Demarcus Lawrence, you had Micah Parsons, who also, you know, lined up uh, on both sides. But but Jones held his ground for a little bit. I mean, it, it was a struggle at first. It was a physical game. I saw the game last night again on NFL Game Pass, guys, and, and it, it was it was one of those things where you have to make sure that your offensive line played good at that point. And the O-line yesterday showed up. Every single play, you would see the effort of Beecham, of Pew, that left side. There were some opportunities early in the game where, where Pew and, and Beecham on the left side were just kind of just mauling everybody. And, and Chase did not hit the cutback at the right time. But, you know, that would have been a couple big-time runs that would have kind of set the tone again. For, for the offensive line and the running game. But they did a great job. They held their ground, you know, primarily maintain uh, Kyler Murray standing up and, and giving them time, giving them time to kind of, you know, go through his progressions, go through his looks and making sure he threw that ball from the pocket. I love the effort. I love the game ball, Craig. That game ball is special for, for Beecham. Anytime an O-line guy gets a one, it, it, it's like it, it belongs to everybody, man. And it's one of those things where it was a collective effort. If one guy was going to go down, everybody was going to go down, but they did not want to go down. You felt the pressure. The O-line was there, and it started with Beecham. Beecham did a great job. I love his stance. If you notice his stance, his stance was a little bit more up, you know, kind of, you know, ready to go off the gate. And and it, it's the little things, man, that, that people don't see that, that gets the job done. And he got it done yesterday, and I'm really happy for that unit. 
Before we move on to our That's My Jam, I just want to make a quick note. Since that Jonathan Taylor 40-plus yard run in the, first, in the first quarter of that Christmas game, after that, JT averaged 2.5 yards per carry. And then yesterday, Ezekiel Elliott only averaged 1.8 yards per carry. So that's a testament to that defensive line rotation. You're talking about, you know, Lecky Foto, Richard Lawrence, Zach Allen, Corey Peters, the vet in there with all the young guys. So Ben Shosa put together an impressive defensive game plan. And I know we're going to talk about a lot of the key moments of the game and a lot of those players that rise and shine. So how about we move on to our That's My Jam. There's, like I mentioned, a lot of key plays that really dictated the flow of the game that came at crucial moments that really turned the tide for the Arizona Cardinals and Jody Jackson who do you got all right well I'm gonna go on the defensive side and look there's there were a lot of great plays on offense too but we're gonna spread the love here and uh, I'm gonna go with Isaiah Simmons punching that ball out from Dak Prescott and you know the Cardinals protected the ball um, the Cowboys had that one turnover. It was a big play again, you know, Dak did turn it on even after that, but you limit that possession, you get that ball back that really helped the Cardinals in a second half where you kind of knew the Dallas Cowboys were going to turn it on, but Isaiah Simmons at first missing him and then going back and pursuing, not giving up. Um, you got to love that. And this is a guy that's a freak of nature. We all knew it when the Cardinals drafted him, the size, the speed, what he can do, and the versatility that he has. And uh, that was on display right there, just an effort play. He was in on nine tackles on the day, but it goes back to the Vance Joseph um, and this whole coaching staff on defense preaching CPR, club, punch, rip. And uh, <laughs> what a great time for Simmons to punch that ball out. So love that effort from Isaiah Simmons. And it was really, um, he's a guy, I think I said in on nine tackles, Probably could have had even more. He was all over the field, and it was a day when they really needed him. Obviously, we saw Zayvon Collins get some playing time as well, but when you're down at linebacker, uh, they needed that and that kind of effort. So going with Isaiah Simmons with the big defensive play. Craig, how about you, your play of the game? I'm going to look at special teams, and there's a number of different ways you can look at this particular play. It's the fake punt. One, the decision to go for it, fourth and two at your own 33-yard line when you're leading by just three points. It's 3 nothing at that point. So one, the decision. I don't know if it's a decision that I would have been able to make as a head coach, but props to Kingsbury. And then the decision to run a fake punt. And props to Chris Banjo with a beautiful pass. Jonathan Ward with the catch of the year. Not just by any Arizona Cardinals pass catcher, but I'm going to say the catch of the year in the entire National Football League. He gets interfered with, and he literally catches the ball on the defender's helmet. Never got two hands on the football. Came down with it. And now the fifth different Cardinals player to complete a pass. Chris Banjo, as he tweeted after the ball game, QB4. So Chris <laughs> Banjo making a case to be the four-string quarterback. But I just love that because that extended the drive. Cardinals ended up scoring a touchdown and that drive to extend the lead to 10-0. So for me, that's my jam again. Sometimes you can't win a ball game in the first half, but you can set the tone. And I think the Cardinals special teams and the coaching staff set the tone early in the contest and what was a Cardinals win. So I went special teams. Rolando, where are you looking? It's fun, guys, right? When you have a bunch of gems to pick from, but I had to go with Buda Baker. Every time you see Buda Baker in the box, 
and he's kind of showing the blitz and he's hopping around trying to be anxious and timing that that snap out, you know the 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 pain is coming. This guy is incredible. He's done it two weeks consecutively. He did it against Christmas Day against Carson Wentz. Now he does it uh, against uh, Dak Prescott. Once he blitz, blitz through the C-gap, you can see the way he changed his angle to the direction to kind of attack quickly where he thought Dak Prescott was going to be at. And once he got contact with him, it was a tough sack. Dak Prescott was still moving his legs. I mean, he was trying to shake him off. Those are the those are the effort. That's the effort that you see from Buda Baker. And finally, it was a crucial uh, uh, sack where the, the defense got off the field. But that's the impact Buda Baker has had this year. That's why you know this guy is a four-time Pro Bowler, you know, first ballot. He, he's a starter on that team. And there's a bunch of respect. So anytime as an offensive lineman, you see Buda Baker kind of inch up into the box, watch out because this guy is coming. I think he's getting into the, the groove, Jody, Craig, and Felipe, of just kind of timing things right and going full speed. I love his motor. I love that big in impact play. And I think we'll see a lot more of Buda Baker moving forward through the playoffs. When I mentioned that stars play like stars, man, Buda Baker was one of those guys. We're not necessarily going to have a chance to touch on him on our rise and shine, but I just wanted to show him some love. So I included him in our rundown. Buda Baker, you know, he's the heart of that defense. I'll finish it off by talking about that. Kyler Murray to Anton Wesley, Austin Reed type of touchdown. You know, it's it was his first touchdown of the game, but... You know, you're missing DeAndre Hopkins and you're trying to find a way to maximize the talent that you have on offense. You're missing James Conner as well. So what do you do? You run an option read with Chase Edmonds. You fake it. You roll out to your left. You make the defender decide. Are you going to contain me or are you going to drop back? Obviously, he pulled that defender in and he dropped it in to Antoine Wesley for that easy touchdown. Just a, a beautiful way to truly maximize the talent of Kyler Murray, utilizing his legs, utilizing uh, his ability to, to throw on the run, which we, we saw a bunch pre-bye week, right? When the team was at its peak offensively, you saw a lot of that option read at the goal line from Kyler Murray uh, and Cliff Kingsbury. So it was nice to see, right? It's, anytime you can get a, a touchdown off an option read, it's always a good sign for that offense. Kyler Murray, Anton Wesley, we're going to touch on them in our next segment, which happens to be our rise and shine player of the game, which is a player that obviously exceeded expectations. Jody, you got the baton. <laughs> Well, that's interesting because you just come off Antoine Wesley, who, you know, I don't think anyone expected that game, but I love it. He's certainly capable. Why not? Maybe we come to expect that now, but mm -hmm. I think you do expect field goals to be made by Matt Prater, but I'm choosing Matt Prater here. Um, but he's kind of got a couple tag alongs here. Andy Lee. Okay. Was back. And that is what makes the magic happen. Uh, apparently, we know how technical special teams can be and everything's got to be working like a well-oiled machine. And it was with Andy Lee back. And last week against the Colts, it just wasn't. And um, so Matt Prater doing what he is supposed to do. He was four for four. But again, these things are not a gimme. They're, they're not always easy. There was a 53-yarder in there as well. I also want to give some props to the coaches because, um, number one, taking the points. A couple of those were short field goals. I like that. I like taking the points. You're putting some stock into your defense. You're early in a game two. You're saying, look, we know we can score later. It's not going to be field goals. Was for a lot of field goals? Sure. A lot of people are out there saying, hey, that was a fail maybe by the Cardinals offense. I think in a game like this, it's a playoff type game. It's not a fail. It's executing, getting those points. And Matt Prater did that. And then um, just a quick note, though. 
here in this segment, because again, while we're on special teams, um, Jeff Rogers again, and the staff that's involved in putting that together. I love the misdirection last week with Byron Murphy and Christian Kirk. Um, because it was a loss, we didn't talk a lot about that, but that was that was great. I mean, you're seeing uh, this unit really put together some creativity. And then, of course, yesterday, not only the fake punt, which Craig already mentioned, but then also having Matt Prater on the field later in the game, which caused the Dallas Cowboys to burn a timeout because they were confused. You saw Prater, you saw the offense, what's going on. And that played into the Chase Edmonds um, possible fumble, which Craig alluded to the whining that ensued after the game. Hey, the Cardinals have been burned by that stuff before it's NFL football. The rules are the rules. I do agree. Three minutes, two minutes, you know, I get it. You're a little upset. It's the end of the game and you want to get it right. But special teams played into that. And, and the fact that um, they had that play on. So props to Cliff, Jeff Rogers, the, you know, I know it's a brain trust there. So I loved all of that, but yeah, Matt Prater, good job getting the job done. And uh, Craig, I think that's the most I've ever talked about special teams in a show. <laughs> But, but it's so it. <laughs> it's such it's such a good unit run by such a good coach in Jeff Rogers and, and look if you haven't seen that play or look at it again because not only Jody is Matt Prater lined up as a wide receiver to the right Aaron Brewer's in the slot on the right so I don't know if the play was going to run if the Cowboys didn't call a timeout I think the play if it was going to run it would have been a touchdown because AJ Green was left uncovered on the left side but. Again, something that happens in the third quarter affects the outcome of the game in the fourth quarter. So I like, hey, we can talk special teams. It's it's good when special teams is on a roll. My rise and shine player, though, anytime I can shout out a Syracuse alum, I'm going to do it. Uh, Chandler Jones, defensively in that first possession, tackle for loss, and then he drew a holding penalty. He had two of the Cardinals' four quarterback hits. But look, there wasn't a lot of hits on Dak Prescott, but he was pressured. He was frustrated, and he was knocked off his game, especially in the first half. Disguised defenses by Vance Joseph really threw Dak off his game until the second half and the two fourth quarter touchdowns. But we talk about setting the tone, whether it's on special teams, offense, or defense, but Chandler Jones on that first possession, he came ready to play. You want your five-star players to play five-star performances, and Chandler Jones is among many that really stepped up when this defense, especially the number of players that were missing, uh, really had a hand in the outcome of this contest. So Chandler Jones, my rise and shine player. Rolando, what about you? My rise and shine has to be Kyler Murray because it started with him. The whole week, people were talking about, oh, the three-game slump. This guy's going to go back to, to Texas. He's going to lose finally, right, in the, in, a, in the stadium where he's had great games high school championships, you know, Oklahoma, we know all the history. And he went in there and set the tone. The first offensive series, you could just see the poise in Kyler Murray in my eyes. This guy was was on point. He was communicating. He was, he was doing things from the pocket that we saw him do through week one through week eight. That's where you want to get back to. You want to start the rhythm. You want to make sure you do the right things early in a game and set the tone. We started off with points, yes. It was a field goal, but it was points. And to Jody's point, that's where you have to make sure you just build off it. Off it. And I saw Kyler Murray, guys, Red Sea, that was just building and building and building and was distributing the ball to anybody who he thought was open. A.J. Green, that first pass to A.J. Green was incredible. The touch 
you could just see the touch off the off the ball that was just kind of coming down precisely. And we missed a couple of, of plays. I think if you would have just, you know, just narrowed it down a little bit, we would have had at least three more big time chunk plays that would have maybe put the Cowboys away early, guys. That's the effort that Kyler Murray they had against against the Cowboys um, yesterday. So I think for sure my rising shine has to be Kyler Murray. I saw the poise. I saw the the communication level. I saw the way he dictated the game. You want to be in control. And at the end of the game, if you run out the clock the way they ran out the clock, and we saw a couple of desperation shots from that D-line at the end, and big, big Papa Bear, Rodney Hudson, had to kind of slap somebody around and say, hey, calm down, guys. You ain't winning this. You ain't getting the ball back. That's where you want to be at. Kyler Murray had – um, his arm strength back, his his legs look great. When he had to run and, and kind of stretch the field out for that defense, he did that as well. There was a lot of things that, that we saw Kyler get back to, and I think that's a great starting point again. It's going to be a tough game against the Seahawks, but Kyler Murray is back. And what is he now, Felipe? 8-0, 9-0? I, I can't even – I don't 8-0 as a starter at AT&T 8-0 State. 8-0 at Texas Stadium. That's an incredible, incredible uh, stat. And we saw – uh, that uh, national televised game that was like, you know, his his interview afterwards was was incredible because you know it was like, okay, you know, I'm 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 ready for this. This is coming back home for me. It was it just seemed so natural and so in control that I think we have our quarterback back. And I think one of the most important aspects of yesterday's performance from Kyler Murray is that. He played turnover-free football, and that's something that he tries to perfect week in and week out, and he perfected it yesterday. Aside from turnover-free football, he had seven explosive passes, which is passes of 15-plus yards. He had four of, the, four of those seven passes were to four different receivers. You're talking about A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, Antoine Wesley, and even Chase Edmonds got it into the action. So I'll wrap it up by talking about Antoine Wesley. It's not, it's not every week. Craig, Jody, and Rolando, that I come on the show and I get to talk about Antoine Wesley, right? He's DeAndre Hopkins' is backup, essentially. But to have back-to-back touchdowns in consecutive games, uh, he had two yesterday. But that, that second touchdown really let me know what I needed to know, that this guy can play at the NFL level consistently. It's always good to see that a coach having the confidence that Kingsbury has in Antoine Wesley. Obviously, their connection goes back to Texas Tech. But anytime you get to see an Antoine Wesley perform well at the NFL level, it's always good. We talked about him a lot you know, prior to the season. He had an outstanding training camp. So it's always good to see uh, his effort obviously paying off for the Arizona Cardinals and that offensive unit and that'll be it for our rise and shine let's move over to our bring home the bacon and Craig I was looking at the rundown and I realized that it was back to you all right so uh, after coming off a three-game losing streak winning on the road defeating the Cowboys would you say that that performance was enough for the for people to think that the Arizona Cardinals are back on track why not I mean, it's not like this was a one-off. It's not like we haven't seen them do this before. We just hadn't seen them doing it for the past three games. So I was a big proponent of this team playing well, whether you believe in momentum or not. They needed to be playing with some positivity going into the postseason. And I think going into Dallas and beating a Cowboys team that everyone was talking about all week long, shutting down the number one scoring offense in the league, limiting the sixth best rushing offense to just 45 yards on the ground. Yeah, I do think they're back on track. Now, if you're going to believe what Buda Baker always says, 1-0 each week, then a week from today, we better be talking about a Cardinals win. 
If not, then it's all of a sudden you go into the postseason losing four or five. So everyone should feel a lot better about this team, a lot more confident about this team. But now you got to back it up and do it again at home where this team has struggled. But I got no faults or qualms with anyone saying that this team is back to where they were because they did it. Complimentary football, all three phases. They look like the team in September and October. Rolando, obviously they're going to get key players back, but how important is it to win that game against the Seahawks? Because you're potentially talking about if they lose, that's five straight home games that they lost this season. You don't obviously don't want to go into the postseason losing five straight home games. But if you get key players back, then, you know, the tide, you know, tends to to turn a little bit. How important will that game be? Oh, it's changed already. Once you hit the Cowboys in the mouth early in the game, Everybody, you saw the, the the chemistry on that sideline. Coaching, everybody was on point. Everybody was doing their job, and people were, were, were just executing. I think you bring that back on the team charter, and you move forward. You plan for today. You make sure you're in the weight room. You make sure you're in the rehab. And whatever you got to do, Felipe, in order to match up against the Seahawks, because the Seahawks also, also beat the Lions. They dropped 50 on them, I think. Final score, I don't know exactly, but you, it's going to be a tough game. Those are matchups within our division that are always going to be rough. They're going to be physical games. And obviously, if you go in to the playoffs, like Craig said, with, with two games under your belt, just kind of making sure you you work, you produce, your defense is stopping the run game, your offense is extending plays and kind of having the presence in the pocket for Kyler Murray consistently, that's going to get you far in the playoffs. And I think, you know, with all those things that, that we saw the team do in Dallas, they're going to bring it back home. You have to win. Uh, with your Red Sea here at home. And I want to shout out to the Red Sea because I saw, I didn't see specs in, in, at Texas Stadium. I saw patches of the Red Sea, man. They were going all over the place. I got some friends that were, that were attending to the game and they took they took a, a bunch of pictures with the Bird Gang that traveled from all over, from Arizona, from Mexico, from Texas, from New Mexico. I mean, it, it was a great environment. I think those fans really deserve it. It's It's back to the basics at home trying to win out the, the last game of the regular season. Jody, and we're going to be paying attention to the rest of the calendar in week 18 because the 49ers travel to L.A. to, to play the Rams. The 49ers obviously in desperation mode because they need to win to clinch a playoff spot. But if they win and the Cardinals end up winning in week 18, that means the Cardinals win the division. So a lot of stake, right, Jody? There is a lot at stake for sure. Need that favor from the 49ers. Like you said, they want to do it for themselves. Quick thing, Rolando, you're right. A friend of mine was there in the crowd yesterday and I was watching obviously on TV here in my home. And, uh, you know, you could hear when the Cardinals had a good play. I was, it was a little confusing because you could really hear them on television during the the Fox broadcast. You could hear the bird gang out there representing and you got to love that. So let's bring it this week to State Farm Stadium, um, super loud, super ready to go, because look, they are gonna get a lot of players back. This should be a boost, right? You're gonna get DJ Humphreys, hopefully, um, off that COVID list, Marcus Golden, who I think was maybe close. I, I don't know about the health of James Conner. When you're looking at the injured guys, it's a little bit harder, um, but now they know, you know, they they are confident they can do this even without some key pieces, which has been a theme of the entire season. And Antoine Wesley is gonna be a big part of this offense going forward. And you're right, Rolando, as well. You know, Kyler Murray was very close to hitting Christian Kirk on a couple of really big plays that could have put this game away earlier. So maybe those things even come together and, uh, you know, maybe it's a big win over the Seahawks and, and not even close. You'd love to see that. But a win is a win. And Rolando, you did have to bring up the Lions, which I just 
I'm that emoji. Like I just <laughs> like, you wonder how did that happen? And you know, I don't want to live in the past, but yeah, you can write those wrongs. I think everybody talked all week about this game against the Cowboys would be erasing the previous three weeks and they did it. They did it. And you know what? They can also uh, continue to build on that with a win over the Seahawks at home, Felipe. And again, you want to build something at home. You don't know how many games you're going to have at home down the stretch here, or, you know, you just don't, there's a lot of uncontrollables when it comes to um, playoff situations, being that the Bucks survived the Jets, being that the Rams survived the Ravens, it could have been a really great day uh, for the Cardinals if those things hadn't happened, but they, those teams scraped by, that's what good teams do. And, um, but the Cardinals have a chance here to go out and end with a nice punctuation mark, Felipe, and, and hopefully they can do it against Seattle. From all of us, from Craig, Jody, Rolando, I'm sending all the 49er fans some good mojo <laughs> heading into week 18. I hope you guys get into the playoffs. Well, most importantly, I hope you're able to beat the Rams, right? I, I think I'm, we're all on the same page, right? We're 49er fans. Just this one week only, week 18, this is my pass to all the Red Sea to be 49er fans for week 18 because it could end up benefiting the Arizona Cardinals. But the season finale, week 18, the Arizona Cardinals hosting the Seattle Seahawks at State Farm Stadium. Hopefully we get another great turnout from the Red Sea. Kickoff is at 225, K1 versus Russell Wilson. All the talent on offense on both sides of the ball. It's going to be a good one with a lot of postseason implications. You don't want to miss it. Thank you for joining in on another episode of the Morning Scramble presented by Verizon Wireless. Don't forget to catch us next week. We'll be back, hopefully with the same enthusiasm, hopefully with another victory Monday and good playoff uh, notes. So that, that'll do it for me. I'm Felipe Corral Jr., Jody Jackson, Craig Grillo, and Rolando Cantu. Have a wonderful week. <laughs>